I'm a firm believer in leaving things better than you found them. If it's simply picking up a gum wrapper off the floor, off of the day room, or maybe cleaning out the fridge at the station, it doesn't really matter what mess you inherit. What matters is how you turn things over. What matters is how you improve the situation. This is the definition of integrity in action. I learned of a new term while the World Cup was going on a couple weeks ago that I'm going to incorporate into my daily thoughts and daily actions. And that term is atarime. And it's Japanese for natural, reasonable, obvious. In today's episode, I'll give you some of my thoughts based on the observations I made during the World Cup in regards to seeing a need and taking action. And I'll also explain to you all what I learned about Atarime. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line as we light the spark within ourselves. It comes from way deep down inside. We're so sick of the status quo. We are here to let you know. Unaddressed problems are alive. Now, I didn't watch the World Cup, but you can't live on planet Earth and not know it's going on, regardless of your standing as a fan, or if you're not even a fan, or if you don't even watch sports. I didn't pay much attention to any of the matches personally, but one thing definitely stood out among them, and it had absolutely nothing to do with the players on the field, but with the fans in the stands. Once the matches where Japan was playing were over, the, uh, the Japanese fans in the stands stayed, handed out trash bags to each other, and picked up all the litter in the area. It wasn't some kind of publicity stunt either. It was merely the way they operate. Pack it in, pack it out. As a former usher at a movie theater, one of my first jobs, uh, I can tell you that I would have really appreciated this same mentality from the movie-going crowd. That is for certain. <laughs> what these fans did... Uh, was obvious to them. To to them, they used that term, atarime. And they said that it was obvious to them that they just pack it in and pack it out. And even if they didn't even pack it in, they still packed it out. They still cleaned it up. They showed the world that they find honor in leaving things better than they found them. One fan that was interviewed after a game by a local news reporter made this statement when asked about their peculiar behavior. They said, what we're taught is that leaving things cleaner than we found them is atarime, or obvious, and that we should always express gratitude. This word atarime is something that will forever be tattooed on my brain thanks to these unassuming people who came together to showcase their culture in a very beautiful way. Another fan said this, We distribute these blue trash bags to everyone who sit in the, Jap uh, in the Japan fan seats, so when our team succeeds, we can paint the area blue. To tidy and clean when we leave is a manifestation of our culture. What's really sad to me, I mean, first of all, that's, that's what a beautiful sentiment that is. And witnessing it in action was compounding 
to, to that practice. It was beautiful to watch. But what's really sad to me is that this behavior is so peculiar, quote unquote. Shouldn't this be the standard? Shouldn't it be obvious that this is how we operate as people? Shouldn't it be a tarime? I remember working at the movie theater that I just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, watching people leave when a movie was over. I would see grown adults leaving all of their garbage in the seats. As their kids went to naturally pick up after themselves, I would even hear some say, oh, leave it, honey. They pay people for that. And this blew my mind because I watched these people contradict themselves in regards to picking up after themselves simply because they, or, or there are, quote, people that get paid to clean it up. And this, of course, is assuming that these people teach their children to pick up their messes at their house. But then again, who knows, right? Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't require that characteristic of their children within the walls of their own home. But I'd argue to differ. I'd even hear people excuse their laziness by proclaiming that if they didn't leave a mess for people to clean up, then people wouldn't have jobs, as if they were graciously contributing to the workforce by being lazy and messy. A lot of the news coverage that I witnessed regarding this behavior of the Japanese people was kind of written off as charming or interesting, and sometimes even bizarre. It's sad to me that the idea of cleaning up after yourself or others is some kind of alien behavior. This behavior translated to the players on the pitch as well. And even though Japan wasn't successful in their attempt to win the World Cup, the level of respect and appreciation for being present for such an opportunity wasn't lost in the locker room. After each match, the Japanese players would take time to clean their dressing rooms. A picture shared by FIFA showed the locker room with swept floors and folded towels. Not only did the room appear immaculate, but the team also left behind origami cranes and a thank you note written in Japanese as well as Arabic. And that's due to the World Cup being hosted in Qatar. All of this comes down to a simple attitude of taking ownership of the environment that you're in. This could be the stands at the World Cup. This could be your fire station, the truck you work on, your own home, right? Any environment that you're in, the coffee shop you like to grab a coffee at when you come off duty, whatever it is. The attitude of ownership should be an obvious one as well as one that we're eager to step into. As first responders, putting a little bit of a focus on the first responder role here, we typically see people on the worst day of their lives. I can't imagine leaving a mess for the people that I'm serving to clean up. I do my best not to leave anything behind as a reminder of the trauma that the people that I'm serving have endured. I don't care if it's tiny little pieces of paper or even some blood on the carpet or furniture from a messy IV start. I don't care what it is. I don't want that person to come home to a mess that I made, and I sure don't want their family members to have memories of cleaning up a mess when they're worried about their loved one. When I was about four years old, my grandfather died of a massive heart attack, and this man was my hero. He's a World War II vet and the strongest man I've ever known. He died on the steps of a cabin he'd built with his bare hands while shoveling snow. The medics that worked on him left a mess all over the stairs for my grandmother to clean up. 
Several weeks later, after things had settled a bit, my grandmother was outside walking down the steps where her husband and father of their three daughters had died. And she looked down and found IV catheters and tourniquets. Now, I know that sometimes things slip through the cracks. And, you know, there are a bunch of different circumstances and things that happen. I'm not real concerned that people clean up a mess as opposed to treat my dying grandfather. But what I'm saying here is that it's not a trade-off. It isn't one or the other. It's not, oh, I got to sacrifice patient care to clean up. No, it's not that at all. Now, I work on a four-man truck. And even when I worked on a two-man rig, I still cleaned up after myself. I took care of my my patient. My patient was priority number one but I still cleaned up after myself. There appeared to be no attempt to clean up their mess in the instance with my grandfather. And again, like I said, I understand that sometimes the events of the situation don't allow for these things to happen right away. However, by going in with a mindset of of making sure you're cleaning up as you go or doing the work on the front end to make sure that we don't leave a mess, you know, physical or emotional, we can keep things as tidy as possible. I've been in situations where things were hectic on scene, and we've had to do a lot of work in a short amount of time. But even then, we took time to clean up our mess. And even if we couldn't do it right away, we returned to the scene to make sure that we didn't leave the family with some huge tornado of equipment or wrappers or whatever it was. Seeing the actions of the Japanese soccer fans and the soccer teams really drove home a sense of ownership and how that looks on the world stage. Action, ownership, brotherhood. Those are the core values of this movement with Ignited. Those are the things that drive me to be better every day. By taking ownership of my environment, taking action within that environment, I can show the people I serve that I'm treating them like loved family members. By taking that same approach within the firehouse, I show the people I work with the exact same thing. Action. Ownership. Brotherhood. One of the ways that you can take ownership of your environment and take action toward improvement is inside the forge. Inside this exclusive group, we work on refining ourselves in the four fire flow path categories. Fitness, intellect, relationships, and energy. And through this framework, we will set goals and complete daily objectives that will help us reach our unique goals. The benefits of joining this exclusive group are you get the quarterly goal planning template that I've created based on the fire flow path that I just mentioned. You get a 50 page workbook that I've structured around a reading selection that helps us dive deeper into different concepts and expands our perspective. You get access to the private Facebook group and all the events and resources therein as well as weekly accountability meetings with me and other Forge members. So, Happy New Year to you all. I know that maybe you're, you're looking to start something new. Maybe you're looking to hunker down and, and focus on uh, some very specific goals. I would love to be your guide in that. So join the ranks of others who are looking to become the hero of their own story. And as a result, the firefighter, the parent, the spouse, and the friend that they want to be. Click the link in the show notes or in my bio to fill out an application and schedule a one-on-one call with me to get you all set up. During this call, we will review your application, 
We'll talk about how the forge is structured and how to use the resources available to you. And you'll gain access to the weekly Zoom meetings where we meet live to discuss weekly topics. I look forward to working with you inside the forge. And this wraps it up for the first episode of 2023 uh, of the Ignited Firefighter podcast. Click the link in the show notes and be a part of the growing community by joining the Ignited Firefighter Facebook group. This group is free to join, unlike the exclusive uh, forge that I just talked about. And it's where we can all contribute and share stories of what new things we're learning, along with anything else you want to share or inquire about. So thanks again for listening. Thanks again for uh, going along this journey with me into 2023. And just remember, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the hero of your own story. Be the firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.